Blog Talk Radio. Hello, good evening, everyone. Um, this is Pastor Jamon Johnson with Life Without Limits. And as always, I am excited to be with all of you. I want to take the time to uh, thank each and every last one of you. Um, I know that many of you are uh, listening, whether it be from work, from home, or even if you're listening while you're running errands or heading to the house. I just want to thank you so much just for uh, tuning in on this evening. And also, I just want to take the time to t- uh, to thank those responsible also for making this network happen and making this broadcast possible. Uh, tonight is no different. We want to continue to look at the, again, our broadcast for this evening is called Life Without Limits. And, and so this evening, we're going to look furthermore into that subject. And we're going to get real. We're going to talk about life issues and things that we Uh, are dealing with. And tonight, I want to entitle tonight uh, message, uh, The Woman No One Wants. Again, uh, tonight's message will be titled, The Woman No One Wants. All right, let's pray. God, we just thank you for everything. And right now, God, as we uh, look at this topic of the woman no one wants, uh, pray that you would just be with us, God, and that through this transformation would happen and that somebody would draw closer to you. And so I thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. In today's lesson, we're going to, excuse me, we're going to go through and go way back to the beginning of the Bible. We're going to go to the first book and we're going to unpack what to me seems to be a timeless a message about identity. Yep, you heard the preacher right. I said uh, we're going to look at a crisis of the identity in Genesis. You see, uh, struggling with the questions uh, about who you are and where we fit in in this world isn't something new. It's not a problem that evolved with social media or in the age of of selfies it it's this 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 has been a really important and significant part of life from the very beginning so come with me today as we look at the life of leah <clears throat> leah the bible says was the first wife of jacob he ended up with four though but very different times and in, in, in a different culture jacob was the son of Isaac and the grandson of Abraham, a major player in the Old Testament. And, and he later wrestled with God, and, and, and his name was changed to Israel. We know this, that if you, you read the stories and read your Bible, you understand why God had to change his name from Jacob, uh, from, from, from Jacob to Israel. Uh, uh, his children would would become the 12 tribes that form God's own special nation. Now, you would think that this family who plays such a big part in God's story uh, here on earth would have their lives pretty much well worked out. See, in reality, nothing could be, story is full of brokenness and heartache. And just like many of our lives are, however, God was able to bring great hope and beauty out of their shame and disappointment, just as he can in us. You can read the full story of Leah's marriage to Jacob in Genesis 29, and I encourage you to do so. This, however, I will briefly summarize uh, here. Basically, Jacob was in love with Rachel uh, and, and Leah's younger sister. Their father was a man named Laban, uh, promised Uh, Jacob that he could marry Rachel if he worked for him seven years. And the Bible says, everyone, that that Jacob agreed, and the Bible says that the years seemed like only days to him because he was so in love with Rachel. My, uh, uh, that that must really be some strong love. And, 
And, and, and finally, the, the wedding night came. However, Laban deceitfully sent Leah into Jacob's tent instead of Rachel. So, 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 so the father is on some sneaky stuff. He uh, changes out. And when Jacob realizes the next morning what, what had happened, he was, uh, uh, <laughs> he was understandably very angry. <clears throat> it was at this point that Laban chose to explain to Jacob that it was his cultural customs to always marry the eldest daughter before the youngest. He, he, he told Jacob that he could also marry Rachel, whom he loved in exchange for another seven years of work, which Jacob agreed to. What a family. What a story. I don't think it matters whose shoes you choose to stand in. When you look at this series of events, this situation sucks. For Jacob, for Rachel, and for Leah. What a complicated way to enter marry life. What a crazy way to begin a family. It sounds like an episode of Jerry Springer, not something you would expect to read in the Bible. While, though I believe there are things we can learn from all the characters in the story, today our focus is Leah can only imagine the hurt, the pain, and disappointment this young woman faced as she began her marriage. It was a question she hadn't asked, uh, a position, sorry, she hadn't asked for a role that was chosen for her. I can only imagine the feelings of rejections, the feelings of unworthiness, and the feelings of inadequacy that must have plagued the heart as she struggled to find her place in this family. While the scriptures mention multiple times how Jacob loved Rachel, listen, but the Bible never once mentioned that he loved and cared for Leah at all. And so understandably, and like many of us do when we find ourselves in similar situations of pain and disappointment, Leah tried to be loved. She tried to be accepted, and she tried to be uh, vulnerable and valuable to her to, 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 to her husband, Jacob. Leah did this by having babies and producing children, especially sons, was what good wives did in this culture. And Leah was amazing. She had four boys. The birth of her sons are listed in Genesis 29, and with the record of each birth, a little of Leah's motiva- uh, motivation, desperation, and brokenness is revealed. Uh, if you take a look with me, you'll see the Bible says in Genesis 29, verses 30 through 35, that Leah became pregnant. This is what it says. Leah became pregnant, gave birth to a son. She named him Reuben, for she said, it is because the Lord has seen my misery. Surely my husband will love me now. My Lord have mercy. The first son that she has, which is Reuben, his name is, she names him Reuben because she says, it's because the Lord has seen my misery. Surely my husband will love me now. The next verse says, she conceived again, and when she gave birth to her son, she said, because the Lord heard that I am not loved, he gave me this one too. So she named him Simeon. And again, she conceived, and when she gave birth to her son, she said, now at last my husband will become attracted to me because I have borne him three sons. So he was named Levi. Leah named her first son Reuben, meaning look, be she see or behold. She said, it's because the Lord has seen my misery. Surely my husband will love me now. Leah named her second son Simeon, meaning to hear. She said, because the Lord heard that I am not loved, and she 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 gave me uh, 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 he gave me this one too. She named him Simeon, and Leah named her third son Levi, meaning connection. And she said, "Now at least my husband will become attracted to me because I have borne him three sons." So he was named Levi. If we are honest, all of us are like Leah. All of us need to be seen, need to be heard, and need to experience meaningful connections revealed in the brokenness of this young girl who found herself in an incredible, difficult situation is the heart cry of each one of us. 
we need to be seen, we need to be heard, we need to, we crave attention. In fact, we were created for this. Just as Leah's world was shaped by these three questions, our identity are shaped by how these questions are answered in our world. The questions that we ask ourselves sometimes are, am I seen? Am I acknowledged? Am I heard? Is my voice listened to? Am I connected? Am I found in a meaningful relationship? The way we are, the way we feel, uh, these questions are answered in our lives really doesn't play a role, in, uh, really does play a role in shaping the way we see ourselves. And I, am I valued? Am I accepted? Am I acknowledged as someone with something and unique to contribute? Do people see me? Do people hear me? Do people engage or connect with me? Leah, in the passage we just read, had a heartbreakingly and sad perspective of who she was, a gut-wrenching, tragic way of viewing the world around her, of measuring her worth and of measuring her value. She was looking to her husband to answer these questions and gave her life uh, 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 and, and give her life uh, worth, uh, worth and meaning When you consider her story You can see how she found herself in that place She was just waiting and hoping and, and That with the birth of each child Jacob will see her Will hear her and will connect with her That he would, that, 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 that he would say something That made her feel accepted, valued, loved, or wanted That's all of us sometimes And and just like Leah, we can find ourselves looking to the wrong people to answer, to answer the questions of our worth and value. It can become a heart cycle. Many of us are looking for people to define who we are, to tell us who we are. We are looking um, uh, for our, our, our worth in things and in people. We are looking for for, 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 for our purpose in things that cannot truly define us and make us who we are. And the grave mistake that many of us make is that we put it in the wrong people and the wrong thing. And for many of us, this becomes a cycle that keeps continuing until we learn to break free. But I love that our God is a God of transformation. He is a God is of new beginnings. He is a God who speaks light into darkness and hope into hopeless situations, and that is exactly what happens for Leah. This is not the end of the story. You see, Leah has a fourth son, and just as her heart is revealed in naming her first three, her heart is revealed as she names her fourth boy. And listen to this verse in Genesis twenty-nine thirty-five. It says, she conceived again, and when she gave birth to her son, she said, this time I will praise the Lord. So she named him Judah. Then she stopped having children. Leah named her fourth son Judah, which means praise and thank. Something changed in Leah between the birth of Levi, her third son, and Judah, her fourth son. She went from crying out for connection to someone declaring the goodness and faithfulness of God. She, she went from someone insecure in their work to someone full of confidence and assurance. I, I believe that somewhere between the birth of Levi, Leah's third child, and the birth of Judah, her fourth child, she realized that her questions mattered, and she realized that God's answers to her questions were far more important than the answers She's received from any uh, anyone around her. Am I seen? Is the questions that she had to ask herself. And regardless of whether she uh, she was seen and acknowledged by Jacob, Leah was seen by God. Am I heard? And regardless of whether she felt she was heard by Jacob, she was heard by God. And will you connect with me? Regardless of whether she felt that she. Uh, uh, um, she, she felt that she was connected to her husband, regardless of whether she felt she was valued and accepted in her family. Leah was connected, valued, and loved, and accepted by her father in heaven. Leah's identity was reshaped in light of this truth. Her perspective completely changed. So what can we take away from this story? We can 
Never build a strong and healthy identity based on the way others love and accept us. I'm going to say that again. We can never build a strong or healthy identity based on the way others love and accept us. Imperfect people will never be able to love us perfectly. Neither can we live a life fulfilled, uh, a, a live a fulfilled life by trying to gain other people's love and acceptance. Instead, we need to find our value and our worth in God who says, in God, in what God says we are. We need to search for acceptance, not in the opinions of others, but in the perfect and unfailing love of Jesus Christ. And we need to discover our purpose, significant, uh, our perfect, per, uh, our purpose, and our uh, significance in what He says about us. And I believe that this is what set Leah free, and and what will set us free too when we learn to let go of 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 what people's perspective of us are. When we learn to let go of 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 of, of those things that people use to define us. When we learn to let go of those tags or those labels that people place on our lives, those labels that says that you are worthless, those labels that said that you are nothing, those labels that said that that says that you would never be anything, those, those, those labels that, that, that break you down and make you feel worthless, those labels that, 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 that make you not uh, uh, want to strive to give your best. But I want you to know today it doesn't matter what you've been called. It does not matter what people think about you and what people have to say about you. You may not be the most perfect person in the world, but trust me, you were created by God, and God loves you more than you can ever imagine. You see, the Bible describes Leah as having uh, uh, um, some issues with her eyes. The Bible says that eyes were that Leah had some tender eyes, or in some other versions, it says that her eyes wondered, right? And and and. That, that 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 there was something wrong with with her eyes it gives us a clue and a greater understanding that 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 the the, the issues that that Leah had been struggling with this was somebody that Jacob didn't want he didn't want Leah Leah didn't look good to him what he wanted was was Rachel Rachel was the apple of his eye Leah was the one that turned his head every time she came in the room it it, it, it was Rachel that did it for him because on the outward uh, uh, appearance, Rachel uh, uh, needed his 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 his, his needs. Uh, physically, she was everything that he wanted and could desire in a woman. And Leah had nothing that Jacob wanted. But but here's the thing about this is that Jacob makes a mistake at choosing uh, uh, Rachel and. And, and choosing not to show love and and, and 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 respect and spending quality time with Leah. The, the the mistake that he makes is that Leah is the one who really loves him. Listen to this now. He's in love with Rachel, a woman who who he loves, and 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 she probably loves him back. He's he's in love with Rachel, the the the, the oldest sister, but I mean the youngest sister. But he's married to the oldest sister, Leah, and Leah has an issue with her eyes. She's not as beautiful as Rachel, but 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 the thing that separates Leah from Rachel is that Rachel knows how to love Jacob. Now, the Bible says that not only does she have four sons for him, but that gives me an indication that Rachel was a good wife. Rachel was doing everything that she could to make the marriage work. It was, I mean, uh, Leah was doing everything that she could to make the marriage work. It was Leah who put the forth the effort. It was Leah who loved Jacob in spite of not him not loving her. It was Leah who gave him a affection and attention, even though he did not return it back. Leah was the perfect wife. She was a good, she loved him in spite of the fact that she knew that he did not love her. And Leah had to live her days with Jacob, knowing that she was married to a man who did not love her. And I don't know about you, but how could she stand this? How could she deal with this? And for many of you who have ever been in that situation, you know what it's like to be with somebody or to love somebody or to care about somebody or be interested in somebody that does not love you back. 
So you can imagine what Leah is dealing with. Every day of her life, she's reminded, listen, that how much Jacob doesn't love or care about her. And her sons are a living testament. They are a reminder. Every time she looks at her sons, she's reminded about this man who she gave 100% to. Jacob doesn't love her. But does this sound like us sometimes? How we like to go after things that look good, that we think is good, that we feel good, we love. We, we, we're attracted to what we want, right? But Leah is what Jacob needed. She had what Jacob needed and what Jacob needed or what Jacob did not get from her which is what she had, was that undying love for him. On Rachel, the boy's head, his, the boy nose is wide open. He's, he's in love with Rachel. And while he's chasing after Rachel, the Bible says that he works another seven years in order to marry Rachel. But but while he's so focused on Rachel, he can't see what's in front of him. How many times have we passed up what God had for us because we were so focused on that thing that looked good, only to come to realize that that thing was bad for us? We wanted it, but it was bad for us. Mm-hmm. That, that, that dude that you were chasing, that woman that you were chasing, turned out to not work out, and that person turned out not to be good for you or be what you needed. They didn't pour into you like Leah did. They didn't give 100% like Leah did. In fact, in many cases, they broke you down. They drained you. They, they caused hell in your life. They caused you to lose weight and caused you to struggle with depression. Leah is dealing with an identity crisis because all of her life she's been, she's been looked at a certain way because of how she looks. Issue here, because it's not a matter of of Jacob marrying the oldest daughter, he could have uh, Laban could have easily told Jacob, "No, you can't, you can't marry Rachel. <laughs> you 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 can't marry her because she's not the the oldest. You got to marry the oldest." He could have said something, but the father, uh, <laughs> the father, lies for his selfish reasons because he needed the the work, the free work, the labor, uh, the first seven years that he got. And the and the next seven years, fourteen years of free labor. But but check this out. He's 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 what he's doing is he's he's feeling some kind of way uh, about Leah, meaning that he 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 kind of feels sorry for her. That 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 he feels that the only way that somebody will marry her is if he uh, tricks somebody. Leah didn't need that. Leah may not have been physically uh, 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 attractive, but inside the character of Leah is what mattered. And Leah had been struggling with with her identity about the way she looked and always being pushed aside, not not always uh, being given a fair chance, not always uh, uh, being given the opportunities as her sisters. But 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 hear me when I say this: it's Leah's character. That made Leah who she was. (laughs) I want to know tonight, can your character speak louder than anything? doesn't matter how beautiful you think you are. It doesn't matter how good looking you think you are. None of that matters if your character is. The person truly makes you beautiful. Leah is dealing with Leah is struggling. Listen to me now. She's married to a man that does not love her. The Bible says that eventually Leah gives birth to the last son. When she gives birth to the last son, notices notice what Leah's response is. Notice how Leah changes. She starts giving praise to God. Her son's name literally means thanks. 
thanksing why Leah is so thankful. The reason why Leah is praising her life away. The reason why Leah is so excited is because Leah knows who she is. You see, you see, Leah's worth, Leah's identity was not found in Jacob. It was not found in trying to make people love her. But watch this. It was found only in God. It was when when Leah connected herself to God. When when Leah uh, uh, learned that she that the Bible says that that she was created in God's image. That God uh, uh, shaped and formed her. That there was something in her that reflected the image of God. That she when 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 she read the text of being wonderfully beautiful, uh, beautifully and wonderfully made, uh, she started to realize that. That that, that 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 her work is not um, uh, worthless, but she's worth something because she began to learn where her identity is found, and it comes from God. And maybe you've been struggling with your self-worth. Maybe you've been uh, with people who have broken you down and made you feel less than and worth nothing. I want you to know today that God says that he created you in his image and likeness. That means far more than what anybody else can say to you. And I want you to know tonight that you got to ignore what people say about you. The only person that matters is God, and God has nothing but good things to say about you. When God looks at you, he sees you for who you are in the inside. God is not focused on your outward appearance. He don't care what uh, attributes you have on the outside. And What God is focused on and what God cares about is your character. The Bible says that when uh, David was selected as king, that, 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 that the Holy Spirit whispered in in, in Samuel's ear and says he is the one. And the reason why uh, David was the one was because he had a character that was co- his good character. He had a relationship with God. He talked to God. He read his word. He uh, l- listen to me. Nothing can ever trump the, the, what God has to say about you. Yeah. Leah has to learn this. She has to figure this out, and she gets to that point. She's confident in him upon God. Leah is trusting in God. Leah is no longer looking for her dad or her family or her husband to uh, 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 give her worth and value. But Leah, Leah gets it when she connects herself with God. I want to know, will you connect yourself with God? Will you give your life and your heart to him and let him shape and mold who you are? The text is clear. Leah doesn't know who she is. And it's not until later that 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 she began to recognize this and understand this all the more better. Do you know who you are? Or are you constantly letting people, letting trends, letting fabs uh, uh, dictate your word. And many of us get this and understand this. Many of us, uh, uh, um, um, many of us make the grave mistake at letting the world define who we are. The world cannot define who you are. Only God can. God is the only person who can define who you are. And the Bible says, let me go to the text. I'm going to Genesis 29. Genesis 29. Genesis 29. Follow me there, if you will. Genesis 29. And and this story is actually kind of a little bit, but Genesis 29. Genesis 29. Let's go down to 
Um, let's let's actually let's go to Genesis thirty real quick. Let's go to Genesis thirty. Okay, because because in in Jacob twenty, I mean I said in Jacob in Genesis twenty nine. In verse 35, it ends by saying, and she conceived again and bore a son, and she said, now I will praise the Lord. Therefore, she called his name Judah and left bearing, right? Now watch this. In the start of Genesis 30, the Bible says, and when Rachel saw that she bore Jacob no children, Rachel uh, envied her sister. Listen, now, (laughs) ah, yes. Leah has four sons for Jacob, <laughs> and, and, and he doesn't love her. Right? Finally, gets his shot, his shot at Rachel, but Rachel can't give him any children, and and she is now jealous and envy her sister Leah, who no one wants. That girl that they pushed off and and on Jacob, uh, she 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 now envies her sister, and the verse one says. And said unto Jacob, give me children, or else I die. In verse 2, Jacob's anger was kindled uh, uh, kindled against Rachel, and he said, I am in God's seed. Who hath withheld from thee the fruit of the womb? And she said, behold, my maid, uh, my maid go in unto her, and she shall um Bear upon my knees that I may also have children by her. And she gave um, her her maid, her her handmaid, sorry, uh, and he gave her handmaid, sorry, uh, to his wife, and Jacob went in unto her. So Jacob goes and and, and have sex with this woman, right? And 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 the handmaid conceived and and bears Jacob a son it says in verse 5 and Rachel said god hath judged me and hath also heard my voice and hath given me a son therefore called uh called she his name dan uh listen now what's unique about this story or what's interesting and almost comical about the story in in the sense is that is that okay she she he he gets with her finds out that she can't bear children, and he ends up having children with the handmaid. Rachel is now, she envies her sister because her sister is able to produce four children for Jacob. And the only way that Rachel can give Jacob what he wants from her is if she allows him to sleep with her handmaid. And the Bible says that the handmaid conceived a child. And in verse 7, it says that she conceived again and bore Jacob a second son. And Rachel said, with great wrestlings, I have wrestled with my sister, and I have prevailed. Listen, I'm, I'm going to say that again in verse 8. And Rachel said, with great wrestlings, I have wrestled with my sister, and I have failed. And she called his name Nephetili. Listen, listen, listen. And when Leah saw that she had left bearing, she took, uh, 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 took her maid and gave her to Jacob's wife. <laughs> Lord have mercy. And, and 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 Leah said a a a, a truth coming, and she called his name Gad. And 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 the Bible says that Leah's maid bore another son with Jacob. And Leah said, "Happy am I, for the daughters will call me blessed." And she called his name Asher. And Reuben went in the days of wheat harvest and found. Uh, men drinks in the field and brought them unto his mother Leah. Then Rachel said to Leah, "Give me, I pray thee, of my son's men drinks." And she said unto her, "It is a small matter, and thou hast taken my husband. And wouldest thou take it away, my son's men drinks also?" <laughs> and, and, and Rachel said, "Therefore, listen." Rachel said. Therefore, he shall lie with thee tonight for thy son's mandrake. And, and, and Jacob 
came out of the field in the evening, and Leah went out to meet him and said, Thou must come unto me, for surely I have hired thee with my son Mandrix, and and he lay with her that night. So I, I'm, I'm going to explain this whole twisted sick story right here. And, 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 and Jacob, and it says, and God hearkened unto Leah, and she conceived and bore Jacob the, son, the fifth son. And Leah said, God has given me my, my hire because I have given my maiden to my husband, and she called his name uh, Isaacar. And Leah conceived again and bore Jacob the sixth son. And Leah said, God has endued me with a good dowry, and now with my husband dwells with me because I have bore him six sons. And afterwards she bore a daughter and called her name uh, Dina. And God remember Rachel, and God hearkened to her and opened her room, and she conceived a bore a son and said, God has taken away my reproach, called his name Joseph, and and said, The Lord shall add to me another son. And it came to pass when Rachel, I'm, I'm ending this text, I'm sorry. And when it came to pass when Rachel had bored uh, Joseph, that Jacob said unto Laban, Send me away, that I might go into my own place and to my country. Give me my wives and my children for whom I serve thee, and let me go, for thou knowest my service which I have done thee. Laban said unto him, I pray thee, if I have found favor in my eyes, tarry, for I have learned by experience that the Lord has blessed me for thy sake. And he said, Appoint thy, me thy wages, and I will give it. And he said unto him, Thou knowest how I shall serve thee, and know my cattle was with me, for it was little which thou hast before I came, and it is now increased unto a multitude. And the Lord has blessed me Three, uh, me since my coming, and now when I shall provide for my own house also. And he said, What shall I give thee? And Jacob said, Thou shalt not give me anything. If thou wilt do this thing for me, I will again feed and keep thy flock. I will pass through all thy flock, thence all the speckled and spotted cattle. And all the brown cattle among the sheep, and spotted and speckled among the goats, and such shall be my hire. So shall my righteousness answer for me in, in, in time to come, when it shall come for my hire before thy face. Everyone that is speckled and spotted among the goats and brown among the sheep, that shall be counted stolen with me. And the Bible says in 34 and 35, and I'm going to end with that, it says, And Laban said, Behold, I would, 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 I would it might be according to thy word. And he removed that day uh, he, uh, the he-goats that were uh, ring-straked uh, ring and spotted, and all the she-goats that were speckled and spotted, and everyone that had some white in it and all the brown among the sheep, and gave them into the hands of his sons. I laughed as I read this because Leah has four sons with him initially. Jacob gets his chance at Rachel, and Rachel can't reproduce. And the Bible says that she in in the fact that she can't reproduce, she becomes envious towards her sister because her sister has birthed four children for Jacob. And the Bible says that that Leah, I mean, not Rachel, literally allows Jacob to sleep with her handmaid over and over again. And Leah sees what is happening because now she's not having any more kids, and she begins to do the same thing by allowing the handmaid, her maid, to sleep with Jacob. And Jacob has kids, and then Leah eventually has more kids with Jacob. And something happens where it says that Jacob eventually, or Leah, feels like she has won over Jacob. This family is struggling with issues of self-worth and 
identity. They're struggling. But Leah, listen, Leah is doing everything that she can to get Jacob. And meanwhile, the person that he wants can't really do for him what he wants from her. Tonight, I just want to make it clear. We can't afford to waste time chasing things that are not good for us. God knew what he was doing for Leah. God put Leah there for a specific reason. And remember I said, it wasn't until Leah understood who she was in God that Leah understood that she did not have to chase the love of Jacob anymore. You don't have to chase things or people. God loves you for who you are. God loves you the way you are. Tonight, I want to, I know that we have some calls. uh, At this moment, I want to bring on uh, Brother Robert um, um, the callers that we have. So if we have any callers, uh, if you could pass them through, that would be great. Okay. Right now, at this time, we don't have any callers. Um, uh, just uh, don't feel slighted. I think they are right now. They just uh, wanted to just hear some more of the word that you provide right now. And you know, so far it's been so great. Um, so you can just continue on if you if you would like. Okay, thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, <clears throat> yeah, what I would do is um, at this moment I'm just gonna, you know, if you if you uh, I'm gonna extend the opportunity for you to get a chance to call in. So if you're listening to this and you you just want to make some comments or you have something that you want to say before uh, we end this broadcast with prayer and. Um, call of salvation, I invite you to call in, to, to dial in a number, um, to share your comments, to share uh, um, your thoughts about what you heard tonight, even if you want to share your own um, testimony and story of how you overcame um, a similar situation of identity crisis or worth, and, and, and you want to help encourage others too, I invite you at this moment to call in. If, if not, uh, give you a, a few moments to be able to do that. Um, but in the process, I'm going to uh, end out with something before uh, I go back to Brother Robert to see if we do have callers. And then after the callers, uh, we will end in the call of salvation. And if we don't have any callers, that's fine. Um, we're going to end out tonight with a word of prayer and just a call um, to come to God. The, the the story of Rachel, I mean, the story of Leah, Rachel, and Jacob, and I guess you can include the, the father and the son in there, is a testament to, or it, it's, to me, it's a realization of, of of what we go through, meaning that family is dysfunctional. Many of us, uh, we may not want to admit it, but we have some dysfunctional uh, family members, and our family is a little dysfunctional too at times. And 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 throughout all the mess, throughout all the confusion, throughout all of the issues that is running rampant in the family. You want to know something? God still used them. I want you to know that God can use your failures. God can use your weaknesses. God can use your mess-ups for something greater. But in order for him to do that, he needs your heart. He needs your life. He needs you to come to him. And I don't know about you, but I don't want to be like Jacob, I don't want to be even like Leah before she learned who she is, trying to find everything to fill that void and trying to make her feel worthy enough and beautiful and all of that. I want you to realize tonight that it's in God and God alone. Only God can and will do it for you. 
The question is, will you allow him to? This moment, if there is no callers, Brother Robert, I'm going to end out with prayer and a call of salvation. And then um, if you could, you know, just end us out with your announcement um, for this for this evening. <clears throat> God, we thank you. We thank you just for allowing us to know and to understand that our identity is not found in anything other than you. Thank you for creating us for a purpose. Thank you for creating us in your image. Tonight, God, I'm just praying that we will stop chasing after worthless things to define us, that we will stop listening to people, and that we will pay more attention to you, what you have to say into your word. God, I'm asking for that person that's been struggling with their identity, God, that you will allow them to know that they are beautiful and that they are worth more than they can ever imagine. For that person that's been struggling with suicidal thoughts, allow them to understand that their life is worth living and that they're meant for something great. But, God, I just want to thank you for each and every individual who was able to listen tonight. I'm just asking that God, uh, thanking you, for allowing me to share this, and I pray that it blessed somebody on tonight. And so, God, I thank you, knowing that you have already done a marvelous thing. Thank you for this, in Jesus' name. Amen. Tonight, you've heard the message um, that was entitled The Woman No One Wants. Sometimes you feel like Maybe you felt that point at some point in your life like nobody wanted you. Appeal to you is to dive into the word of God. And I guarantee you in there, in the word of God, you will find how much you are exactly worth. But I also encourage you to start loving your, learning how to love yourself. Start taking care of yourself. Listen. To that, to that woman, to that girl out there, listen, you don't need him. Love yourself. Pour all of that stuff into yourself, and trust me, when you do that, God will send the right person to you. When you start doing that, you will feel 100% better, but it comes with opening up that word and connecting yourself to God. And so I want to invite you to find a Bible-believing church. And here's, here's what's interesting. You don't even have to go to a church now. Because of COVID, thank, thank God for COVID, because you could just open up your phone browser, go to your computer, and you can watch service at home. So I invite you to connect with a Bible-believing church that teaches the Word of God. And connect yourself with the Lord. So tonight, I just want to thank you again. Thank you all for listening. I appreciate you so much. And I look forward uh, to connecting with you all again in two weeks. Uh, Have an amazing night. And I pray that you all are blessed. Brother Robert, um, announcements, please. I'm going to give the announcements. And I just want to remind our listeners um, I know we have a number of listeners, and anytime that you want to speak to Pastor Jermon, just hit the number one, and we'll get you connected. And so we're going to go into the announcements, and I'll give you time to uh, gather yourselves. And I know this has been an amazing sermon tonight. Um, so if you do want to speak to Pastor Jermon, just hit the number one, and I'll go into the announcements. This is the Product Purpose Kingdom Network. I'd like to thank each and every one of you who have joined us tonight, whether you're joining us via phone or you're online. We thank you. We know no matter where in the world that we are glad that we're connected tonight, and we thank you so much, and we appreciate your listenership. If you want to contact us here at Purpose Kingdom Network, you can contact us here at PurposeKingdomNet at gmail.com where you can send your comments, questions, concerns. You can simply say hello or send a prayer request. 
or just let us know you turned your life over to Christ, and we gladly and we greatly appreciate that. We're also on Instagram and Twitter at Purpose underscore Kingdom. Anytime you want to hear any of our past or previous broadcasts, you can go to www.blogtalkradio.com backslash Purpose Kingdom. We can just simply type in the host name or the show name, and you can hear that show in its entirety and at your convenience, and we greatly appreciate that. And with God's will and God's blessing, we hope you join us tomorrow evening at the 9 p.m. hour for One Touch Transformations, hosted by Minister Arthur Jackson. And once again, with God's will and God's blessing, we hope you join us tomorrow evening at the 9 p.m. hour for One Touch Transformation, hosted by our Minister Arthur Jackson. We thank you, and uh, we just hope you, that you continue to support us here at Purpose Camp Network and also continue to uh, send your thoughts and, 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 you know, and your message to your friends and family members. We thank you so much. And with that being said, we're going to go back into uh, tonight's program, and we're going to let uh, Pastor Jermon Jackson uh, end the show. And with that being said, uh, we thank you, and we'll, we'll all of God's grace and all of God's blessings, uh, we thank you so much. All right. So we just want to just... Sorry, guys, I got it a little disconnected right there. But again, I just want to encourage you guys uh, to search the word for yourself. Um I invite you also to read the story that's found there in Genesis 29 about uh, Leo, Rachel, and Jacob. Trust me, the best thing that you can do is when you study for yourself, you look in the Word of God, and as I said, when you connect yourself with Him, He has the answers to all life's um, uh, troubles. And so again, I want to thank you all just for watch, uh, for listening on tonight, and remember um, to tune in on tomorrow night to hear. Um, from the pastor that's going to be sharing the message tomorrow, um, but to continue to encourage other people, continue to um, 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 study and read God's word and apply it to your life on a daily basis. Thank you. And again, I pray that you all have a blessed and wonderful evening. Jesus bless. He raised me. I will he saved me, I will not lose. Set me free, I will not lose. Never wanna see me down, I will not lose. He saved me.